Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rampart Mumblings and in today's episode I'm going to be talking a little bit about my, uh, well, my irrational emotional attachment to the gadgets that I have in my life, namely my 2009 MacBook Pro. I just realised I've left a uh, massive pause in there. Uh, that's because I've been editing uh, another show, the Mac and Forth show that I hosted um, oh, for the last six and a half hours. And this is why this brings me on to the topic of this, because I was doing most of the recording on my 2009 MacBook Pro. Now, in any other given situation, I'm happy with my MacBook Pro. It's got eight gigs of RAM, it's got an SSD, and you know what? It's all right, it's just a little bit sluggish in places, but if I think back to the times I've had a Windows laptop that's been knocking on for six odd years, uh, it's just miles apart, it really, really is. Uh, and I've got um, some old hardware as well that I use. So in fact, one's got Windows Vista on it. And, uh, which, you know, which I do think maybe I should try and force Windows 7 onto it and then Windows 10 onto it. But then if I do that, you know, I don't even know if there's going to be any software drivers for it. So when people say that Macs are a bit aggressive at being obsolete, um, you know, PC manufacturers are just as bad when a new OS comes along. Uh, I suppose there's a bit of a dichotomy that, you know, the user's saying, oh, you can't get rid of Windows XP, we all rely on it. And yet the manufacturers are saying, well, you know, we can't really do drivers for everything. But anyway, that's beside my point. So to give you an idea, um, the podcast I recorded was a three-way, sorry, four-way chat between me and three other people. Uh, just using Skype, recording to an SSD with a Samsung, micro, not Samsung, Samsung microphone. Uh, this proved to be all right for the most, but oh dear lord, did it struggle, especially when you've got three video streams coming in. And this is the first time that I've thought in, well, in about a year or so that I wish I'd sold it sooner. And bearing in mind, this is like my first MacBook Pro, so it's a little bit like my precious. It's been around the world of me. Wherever I go traveling, it comes with me. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a companion. And I sort of have this thing of, well, I don't really want to get rid of it. I just really want to keep it. Or am I just thinking, oh my God, if I want to get rid of this, I've got to take the hard drive out. No, I've not take the hard drive out. I've either got to take the hard drive out and put a new one in or clone the hard drive. I don't know what's going to be on there, and that's just a load of hassle. Then I've got a sticker on eBay, which is also a load of hassle. But most importantly, the battery is a bit dead as well. So what might be worth a couple of hundred quid is probably worth not a lot now. So I'm in a situation where it's kind of, it's fit for most of the purpose that I do. But seeing as I seem to be getting quite into the world of podcasting, it's left me with a bit of dilemma you know, on what to do. It's not like it was a completely horrific, horrific experience. Uh, I could still use it, I could still go between spaces, but you know, things just seem to grind a little bit. And this is with an SSD in there. Uh, so one of the main problems that I had was running a soundboard which, for which I used VLC. Uh, I know that's not the best way to do it, but you'd press play and there was this almighty lag between VLC producing any noise that being recorded now. That could be down to Audio Hijack Pro, which is what I'm using, or some other mechanism. So 
I'm just trying to work out if it's still going to be feasible to um, continue using this 2009 MacBook Pro for this. Uh, because the reason I'm using a laptop is because at home I've got an ADSL connection and one-to-one -one on Skype isn't too bad, but a three-to-one just seems to absolutely kill it. So my girlfriend has got fibre, which would mean hiking my Mac backwards and forwards, and that's something that I really, really just don't want to do. So this is why I'm thinking, do I stick with the laptop route or where do I go from here? But yeah, I'm just sort of still loath to get rid of it. Now, like I said, it's completely irrational. It's just a hunk, if you break it down, most of it is just a hunk of chunk of sand uh, and metal emitting minerals. So I don't quite know why I didn't get rid of this sooner. Now I think on it, this is why if you're uh, like an Apple sort of fan, aficionado, not a fanboy, but you want to keep up with the latest iterations, it's quite a lot of work because unless you've got all the money to splash out and buy the new shiny every year, you're always sort of like constantly buying and selling like some sort of used car salesman. So I think that's what I'm going to have to become because again, there's a few features that are missing on my 2009 MacBook Pro that I quite want to use, like handoff and continuity. Um, uh, continuity, I think that's the one. Because now I've got it working on my Apple Watch and my phone, it's like, ah, yeah, that's interesting. You know, to be able to open pages up on my iPhone, uh, start writing something, go to my Mac, and there it be, without, you know, I, granted, I know, it's not the hardest thing in the world to say, go into pages, go file, go open, find a document and load it. Um, you know, it's still all... You know, it's about reducing the unnecessary steps. It's like the Apple Watch with Apple Pay. Um, you know, I still have to get my hand out my pocket to go and pay for something, but not having to go into my pocket, pull out my wallet, pull out my card, put the card on the reader, or put the card in the machine, wait a second if I've got to type in my pin, type in my pin, press enter, wait a few more seconds, pull the card out, wait for the receipt, put everything back in my wallet, put my wallet back into my pocket, and then go. Whereas I can either pull out my wallet, pull out the card, tap it, wait for a seat and go, versus Apple Watch, wrist, double tap, pay, go. You know, that's, and that's what Apple seems to be doing is trying to simplify and reduce down as many steps as possible. And now I think on it, how on earth did I get to that, uh, this thread? But yeah, hand, in, hand continuity, hand off. Uh, I'm sort of thinking right now is the time that I really just want to sell up and go for a new Mac, but what one? So I've been thinking about what my choices might be, and I, again, this is all a first world dilemma. So laptop or desktop, mm, not sure. So I could go Mac mini, which is a nice sort of in-betweeny sort of compromise. Um, but the only problem with that is it's not bad, um, but even I'm sort of bulking up the spec versus price. Now, yes, Apple do charge more, um, you know, for the, you know, for what they are. That's no, yeah, that's no bones about it. But when you compare product ranges against product ranges within the Apple line, you look at it and go, yeah, it's all right. But, you know, when your laptop has got more GPU power than, uh, you know, like a small desktop, then you sort of start wondering, well, you know, what's the point? Which is a shame because... I could kind of almost sort of justify 
uh, an upgrading CPU power along with having a monitor at home and a monitor where I podcast just to plug in. But then you've got the added expense of um, you know buying a decent monitor. And, you know, these days, I've got no idea what a decent monitor is. IPS or Retina, I don't even know if you can get Retina on the Mac, on the Mac Mini or anything like that. So that sort of option is kind of closed off to me. If I was going to go laptop, it would have to be Retina through and through. I still can't really see the difference of Retina and non-Retina on a laptop. I could see it straight away on my, uh, on my iPhone when I went from non-Retina to Retina. That was like light and day. The uh, iPad Mini 1 that I've got is also night and day with Retina and non-Retina. But on the bigger screen, I, I really couldn't see it. So that might be the way I want to go. But then I kind of look at the graphics specifications and think, well, I don't do much gaming, but I do a little bit. But then I'm, am I thinking wrong here? Should I just buy a PS3 or sorry, buy a PS4 and sort of, you know, change my requirements of a laptop? But it's looking like the CPU is what I'm going to need the most of. Uh, iMac wise, oh, it, well, to be honest, it'd only be one, and that's the Retina um, 27 or is it 21 inch iMac? Because that thing is just a glorious, glorious beast. But that's beset with its own problems because Intel have got this, uh, they've got, um, oh, what's it called? Supply constraints on the chips, which are, I think, on Broadwell or Skylark now. Uh, sorry, if you're listening to this and you have a technical disposition and going, no, you idiot, that's completely wrong. <clears throat> but all in, I know enough to know that unless you're going right at the time that the new ones are being released, you're kind of left there going, well, I wonder what that 10% being faster would actually be like, or I wonder what that extra graphics power is actually like. But then I come all the way back and think, well, do I need all the supposed extra power? Because my 2009 MacBook Pro is still doing a pretty damn fine job. So I don't know. And if anyone out there has a suggestion, please get in touch. And now for something completely different, it's the feedback. Well, as you can probably tell from the music, I have a review, yay! This one came in on the 9th of July, so Beaver Blade, I am very, very sorry that I did not get this, um, this feedback mentioned before now. Beaver Blade writes, five-star review, a bare-bones podcast about everyday topics, a nice change and easy to listen to. Beaver Blade, thank you very much. I know it's a complete pain in the backside to go on to the mechanism and the feedback. It's, oh, it's horrible. iOS 9 doesn't make it easy at all, and nor does the new iterations of iTunes. So thank you very much for taking a moment out of your day um, to 
to leave feedback and make me feel damn chuffed that somebody out there would take the time to do that. So thank you very much. So anyway, the rest of this week, um, I'm going to be here, there and everywhere. So I don't know when the next podcast will be. But yesterday I was recording, on Wednesday I should say, I was recording the Mackinforth show. So you can head on over to mackinforth.com and download it from there or listen on iTunes. Once again, that's the Mackinforth show. As always, you can read what I'm up to and what I'm doing and my reviews over on essentialmac.co.uk. And finally, if you're so fully inclined, you can give me a follow on the Twitter if you have any show ideas, reviews, news, rumours, or anything to discuss. And even if you want to come on the show and just have a chat for a few minutes. So once again, thank you very much. And until next time, ta-da, everyone.